1: go hello everyone welcome in and today we have a special episode and i just want to clarify for you guys this is the last time we have done a three episode arc in clone wars or more than two to be specific is back on december 30th of last year with the good, Boba Fett arc arc. good so night. yeah it's been a while since we've covered an arc with more than two episodes and um at this point, we are covering the Night Sisters arc, which is episodes 12, 13, and 14. Yes. Night Sisters, uh, Monster, and Witches of the Mist, if I yes. am correct? Yep, yeah. yep, yep. So those are good. the three episodes of this arc. And then after this arc, we have Mortis, the Citadel, and the Trandoshan arc. And then we are done with season three. Season three. So yeah, it's, it's, so, it's yeah, we're, we're, getting... we're in the thick <laughs> of it so far.
2: We're chugging along. We are chugging along. Uh, kind of look at the chat real quick before we introduce our guests. Thanks uh uh David for always supporting. Chase is always and <laughs> one of our guests is in the chat as well, but uh she's here as well. Um but uh let's get into it. Good. You never was made it as Adobe One.
1: It is mine. And we're back. So today's guests, we have one returning and one new. We're going to bring yes. on the returning guest first. So let's bring in Liv at Kyber Crystal Designs.
2: Hi. Liv, always nice to have you on. Thank you ready you. to talk some Ventress? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Um, you've had a couple of TikToks that have gone pretty done pretty well. With you and your, uh, um, Ventress, Ventress yeah, cosplay,
3: know, closet cosplay of her, yeah, those uh, <laughs> those really surprised me. But I've really gotten into her character recently.
2: No, yeah, absolutely. Now, now you just need the lightsabers. Yes. And then exactly. Yeah, then it'll be perfect. Exactly.
1: those twin curved split blades, Oh you know, that's mm-hmm. all you need.
2: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> thanks again, thanks again for always coming on. You're, you're for we, me. we 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 love having you on. Jar.
1: Yep, and then our new guest for the first appearance on the pod Ones podcast, Hannah at Discount Bocatan.
2: Hello Hannah, How are you? I'm
4: doing great. How are you guys?
2: Good. Very good. Ready to talk some night sisters?
4: Always some crazy awesome.
2: witchcraft and savage going nuts. And
4: love, I love some witchy women. I'm always down to praise the night sisters.
2: <laughs> Dang straight. They're they're always so like I found their like uh it's so interesting how much they pulled from like history with like the way like their culture is.
5: Mm-hmm. It's
2: very, very, very interesting. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Jar, uh, you ready to, to, to take us away? You ready to start the Did plot summary? Blow you away. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that.
1: All right. Let's see. Is the, where's the, where's the uh, plot summary here? Ain't no plot summary here. Where, where is it? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? What do you mean? I'm trying to look for the plot summary on uh
2: It's usually on the left-hand side.
1: I know, but it's, it's not here for some reason. Pardon the interruption real quick. <laughs> here, <laughs> let's see if I can find it. All right. I had it right here. Usually just shows up. Okay. Right here. All right. There we go. All right. Galactic showdown. In a fierce battle for survival, the Republic and the Separatist armies have clashed in a distant Solus or Sulla system. My bad, Solus. Love 9 up Solus system. Count Dooku's most cunning assassin, Assage ventress, leads the vicious attack. And yeah, plot summary for Night Sisters. Okay, there you go. There you go. Take it away, Char. All right. So the beginning of the episode is obviously there's a space battle outside Solust, and Asajj Ventress is being chased down by Anakin and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then and then it cuts to Dooku on his his base on his home planet Serenity. of Serenno and he gets a call from Sidious and Sidious has a feeling that Dooku and uh, Ventress will betray him. So Palpatine or I should say Sidious cuz you know prequel era orders him to to go ahead and kill her because he senses how much power is growing within her and that she could be a potential threat down the road. And therefore the whole first act of this episode is Dooku trying to go after and kill Ventress. And at the same time, Ventress doesn't know that she's still trying to take out or trying to avoid Anakin and Obi-Wan. And, um, that's where everything just starts to escalate. And, um, I just want to get, what are some of your thoughts about how fast the, sh- the, the shift between Dooku and Sidious was to go ahead and betray Ventress?
4: I mean, it's just like such classic Sith politics where it's like, we don't need you anymore. Like, you're being yeah. replaced, actually. We saw it happen in, like, the comics with Mother Talzin being just replaced by Maul on, like, off the cuff because Palpatine is just so, like, fastidious about his apprentices Um, And I'm sure at this point he's starting to prepare for like the entrance of Vader into all of this. And I mean, like, it's just it's just so classic and irritating of him um, that I, I, I like I can't say it surprised me in the least. Not only because I knew like that, you know, Ventress isn't the apprentice in the Empire, but also that like like, yeah, that that checks out. You know, they don't they
5: don't value their people.
2: Yeah. No, not at all. Not at all. Like I, I found <laughs> I found I found the most interesting part is, is that Dooku's like trying to make his case to have her stay alive, which is interesting because like you think of the Sith, you're like they they they, they, they only like Anakin says in in Revenge of the Sith, Sith uh, Sith only think inwards, they're only about themselves. Which is interesting because Dooku is actively trying to plead his case to keep her around. Mm-hmm. Um, which is obviously the opposite of what a sith sith is or is supposed to be in quotation um, but then palpatine slams it down and goes what do, what are you thinking what do you like like i know what you're up to and and i found that really interesting live what what were your thoughts on the whole back and forth between dooku and palpatine? well
3: it it made me wonder if did Sidious, like, really think that Ventress on her own, or even with Dooku, could, like, be such a threat to him? Or was having her assassinated, like, part of his big... Uh, I don't think she
1: like. was, like, a- alone a threat. Yeah, no. But with her alongside Dooku, they would definitely be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Much more of a challenge than what Maul and Savage were down mm-hmm. on the road in Clone Wars, but...
2: No, yeah, I, I think I-, I think he's just afraid of women. Be honest. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. Like he's he like he's afraid of Padme. He's yeah. afraid of he's afraid of Mother Talzin. I mean, just tracks. I'm sorry. He's he's just afraid of women. It's just following awful. the thread. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just following the threads slowly but surely. Um, but I mean, this is like a great way. Like to, we don't really get a whole lot of like Sith, like Dooku and Palpatine talking a lot in the Clone Wars series at all. So, to like see this start off as like that, that's the first shots that we get, um, is so interesting. Another thing, uh, Aventress's uh fighter is the same model that is in uh, the 2003 uh, Clone Wars, oh. it's the same, it's the yeah. same ship. Um, it's a little modified, but it's basically the same, uh, same model. So, I found that really interesting. That and, and Dave has come out and said that he loves the Tartakovsky uh 2003 Clone Wars so he got a lot of motivation from that especially because that's where Asajj Ventress came from Mm -hmm. uh that was her first ever uh canon or not canon but her first ever introduction to Star Wars um and the fun part is, is that we'll be talking a lot about Ventress here in the next like couple of weeks and months um because she will be showing up in a little book that we like to call Brotherhood so um that will be uh our 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 We'll be doing a review of that, and it'll be a whole lot of fun. But back to the episode. Um, so we transition back to Sullust. Um, Anakin and Obi-Wan join, join the space battle, uh, which is very reminiscent of the beginning of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Just the way the shots are. They're close in, uh, in the cockpit, and then it goes back out to the big battle of them flying around. Um, Ventress uh, obviously joins in, hot on their tails. She manages to shoot Obi-Wan why is Obi-Wan, here's the other question, why is Obi-Wan always the first one to, like, get into trouble, like, when he's he's the real over. damsel in distress flying, flying well, maybe droids. that's why he hates it that is true, I, I think that's so so true, because it's like uh especially when he, in, even in Attack of the Clones he's like, this is why I, this is why I hate flying, and then in Revenge <laughs> of the Sith, he's like, flying is for droids, and then it's like, now we understand, like, we you get it in Master and Apprentice, mm-hmm. but like it's it's very evident that he does not like flying. I just found that very very interesting. Um, uh, so Ventress, so they, so Obi Wan and Anakin agree to split up. Ventress goes after Obi Wan. Uh, Anakin makes the uh, comment he's very disappointed because he didn't want to deal with the tri fighters. He didn't, all he gets was droids. And <laughs> Obi Wan and Ventress, I swear, they have the weirdest like flirtatious relationship. And it's just it's just interesting to to watch Ventress have like that like so minded um, towards Obi-Wan instead of Anakin, the way it was obviously in the Obi-Wan has sexual tension with
1: like everyone. He does.
2: (laughs) So we were talking about this. We were rewatching Attack of the Clones. Right. And we were talking about how Qui-Gon passed down like the like like the moves. (laughs) And Obi-Wan was like, all right, I can pick up on that. And then there's Anakin who just just is awkward the entire time. Not very flirtate, not very good at flirting, unlike Obi-Wan who is like a master at flirting. And yet one of them successful and one of them is like Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. No, that's absolutely true. I just found that so funny because it's like it, that's so true because Qui-Gon Qui-Gon wasn't really by the books. So he he was able to kind of uh, balance that line. Um, so obviously, uh, Obi-Wan with Ventress hot on his heels, gets blasted again, tells Anakin he's heading into the, uh, Separatist flagship. Anakin actually, before that, manages to pull off a maneuver where there's two, there's two group of tri-fighters. He swings underneath the Separatist, uh, dreadnought, goes underneath, and actually, um, causes them to crash into each other. Um, which is... Obviously, it's Anakin. He's one of the best pilots in in the entire saga. Um, I mean, besides Hera and and Luke, but like the, those are those are the top three pilots. Um, well,
4: Dameron, I would say. Impo,
2: uh, Poe. you're right. You're right, Hannah. You're right. Poe's up there as well. Um, and Ray. We also got to put Ray in there as well. She's she's a pilot as well. Um, so they he, they end up landing. Well, uh. Obi-Wan, as Obi-Wan would say, another happy landing, uh, crashes into the hangar bay, whereas Anakin just is like, okay, here I am. Just which landed. is also
1: very similar to Episode 3. Yes,
2: yeah, very, very... With uh, Obi-Wan similar. having a
1: damaged ship. <laughs>
2: yeah! Um, so, uh, Ventress calls for help from Dooku, where he reveals that he uh, he will no longer be needing her, uh, and that he is... that she has failed him for the last time, which is a very reminiscent quote to um, oh, no
1: longer my
6: princess.
2: Well, well that what that I believe Vader says it. I can't remember what uh no, he says it in empire. You have failed me for the last time when he's uh choking P not pee yet Nita. Ne- uh yeah, Captain
1: Nita. No 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 no, no um Ozol, Ozol. Yes, Ozol. Yeah.
2: Um so I found that in Empire facts, let me know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I found that interesting that Dooku would say something like that. I mean, it's such a Sith thing. Um, so obviously Anakin lands, helps Obi-Wan out of the ship. R2 is like still th- trying to flame down the flame down the ship, and, and Obi-Wan's like, no, no, stop it. I'm I'm good. We're good. Um, and then we get this awesome lightsaber combat. Um, it's just amazing to see how much Ventress is able to take on both two of the arguably best duelists. In the order, um, uh, from a standpoint, I mean, obviously, Mace and Yoda are up there, but I would say Obi-Wan and Anakin are, are pretty close in, in power and in, in being able to use a lightsaber. Um, but she's at, at one point able to choke both of them, force choke them both. Um, I just feel like Ventress is very, uh, like they people underestimate her as a character. Um, and it's just, I, I don't think that's really fair because she has a lot of development throughout the Clone Wars and even in Dark Disciple, if you've read it, um, mm-hmm. she gets a lot of development. I mean, that would have been interesting to see as a Clone Wars arc because that was supposed to be like eight episodes that they turn into a book. Um, but uh, Dooku commands the droid uh, commander on a different ship to destroy Ventress. Um Obviously, that happens. Ventress is able to handle uh, her own uh, against Obi-Wan and Anakin. They all escape. Uh, Ventress ver- barely makes it out alive. But uh, what's the th- what were your thoughts on that whole sequence from the flying into the hangar to the saber battle to obviously them escaping?
4: Ten out of ten saber battle. It really is one of one of my favorites. Um, I love it when you know they give characters two lightsabers, and you gotta like have something cool to do with both lightsabers. And like mm-hmm. one of the best things that you can do is hold off two really incredible duelists at once. Yes. Um, and I just you know I always appreciate it when they they use those those dual sabers to their fullest. So aesthetically, it's very very cool battle
2: well and like the the fact that she jumps on the ship to begin the fight i was like okay i see that that's cool that's cool um live your thoughts
3: um i mean i of course really love that battle as well to me i thought it was really cool because ventress feels really like a desperate kind of cornered animal she's got nothing left to lose and i think that really shows in their fight
1: oh yeah absolutely char what are your thoughts um, I thought it was really funny because when they were ordered to attack the ship, um, y'all know that's the um when Admiral Uelarn was at that battle, um, oh yeah, his ship right. was destroyed, but somehow he escapes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is it's not shown on screen, but he escapes. Um, I thought that was a little funny moment that I uh caught when I was rewatching it. I was like, how did he how did he leave? Was there just a escape pod just right there or, yeah, but. I find it crazy the lengths uh, some people would go just to eliminate somebody. It's kind of like um in the old Republic where um, Malik tries to destroy Revan, and he's like, "I don't care, just shoot," (laughs) and then and then it's just utter chaos. And it's like, okay, whatever. I have the power now. I I did what I was told, or I did what I should have done. So, yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah, I I love the that scene of just utter betrayal and that's i think
4: what's really heartbreaking about it too is like i mean just the you know wow you can handle the fact that i set you up to fail and like now you're dying damn that sucks you will get no help from me like you know like (laughs) gaslighting her into thinking like it's because you suck it had
1: yeah yeah
5: i'm like
4: it just makes me so like sad for her because it's like she you know she never stood a chance with that and and yet that's her fault um like he just had to rub that salt into the wound like he that's the last thing he wanted her to hear before she died
2: yeah it's 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 interesting because it's like and at that point duku really does think that she's going to die and the fact that he says that is the ultimate like that obviously that's going to be the ultimate uh, approval of, of Palpatine because he's got always, always got to put Palpatine at ease that he's not going to a do the typical Sith thing and, and backstab him. Um, which I think it's interesting, especially when we we're talking about Dooku, is that originally, well, in Legends, in the Revenge of the Sith novelization, Dooku tried to plead with uh, Palpatine to not go after Anakin, but go after Obi-Wan um to recruit obi-wan instead um which is interesting because it's like obi-wan as a, as a sith lord just doesn't it just doesn't make sense it doesn't, doesn't sit vibe well. with me um but anakin obviously does because that's what that's he fits he tracks um but in terms of continuity yeah <laughs> yeah yeah in terms of continuity uh char go ahead take the second part here
1: i will do so okay so, after the ship is destroyed, Dooku immediately contacts Sidious to inform him that Asajj Ventress is dead. And Sidious is like, once again, you you prove your loyalty to me. And then he just leaves. And then he just, okay. And then also, Dooku's exquisite pajamas. Yes! We yes! have to talk about those pajamas. Yes! for <laughs> all of you Battlefront players out there who use Dooku yeah i I love the pajamas uh outfit on dooku and i just it's (laughs) it's such a funny outfit for him but i mean hey he can fight and doesn't matter if he's in a whole suit of armor or if he's butt-ass naked i don't know but he, (laughs) he can fight doesn't matter what he's wearing um so a scrapping team um after the fight is over goes and finds pieces of scraps, and they find that there's a person in the shuttle by the name of Asajj Ventress. <laughs> Spoiler, and um, <laughs> and then once um, she's taken out of the ship, she was given a sedative, and she woke up. And there's this Twilight, I'm not sure what his name is, but it was for a second. Like when I was rewatching, I thought it was Gobi, but it's no, not yeah, Gobi. yeah, yeah, no, no, um,
2: definitely not um, Gobi. Uh-uh. And then,
1: um. They were like threatening to like, like I'm forgetting like threatening to kill her or yeah because he goes
2: um, he goes which side are you on yeah she's like does that matter
1: (laughs) yeah and then once that happens (laughs) she um, force chokes the hell out of all all of them she kills them all and then just flies to Dathomir where this whole episode kicks off and this is where it gets very interesting because right when she gets to Dathomir. She is introduced by two night sisters that were lurking in the trees. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know what I kind of find funny though—they they were asking her if like she's like I don't want strangers here—and she's like I am not a stranger. I'm like like just, just look at her face. <laughs> like does she like, not look like you? <laughs> like I don't like the,
2: it's so funny because it's like the the night sisters are just like like that, and then it's just like bro like they're still kind of hesitant even when mother Towson shows up and like assures them that it's okay they like still are like i don't know about this chick like she looks like us i i don't know if that's really fair but i i just i found it so interesting uh how the night sisters were able to like they like that first interaction is what we're um brought into
1: yeah and then once she arrives on dathomir um she was surrounded by more night sisters and then Tolzin walks in mm-hmm. which Tolzin, might i remind you is very powerful yes like this is one of the few people as luke mentioned earlier that palpatine is genuinely afraid of mm-hmm. that's why you see in the son of dathomir comics um and all, all different sources of media where mother Tolzin just is like just whoops them (laughs) like she is so powerful and an interesting story um about maul's childhood was that when sidious came to um acquire maul Talzin was under the impression that palpatine was going to recruit her so palpatine can like learn all the you know death uh night sister magics and Mm -hmm. she can learn like more sith power but instead he took her son which she kind of like is still really upset about that, but I mean, that's like, like just showing like Palpatine is afraid of her because he knows how powerful she is and what she's able to do, yeah. and and you see a lot of the times and how powerful she is. Like she can literally resurrect anyone; <laughs> doesn't matter yeah. what they go through. Yep. She can do anything. Um, and then Mother Talzin um brings Ventress to. The same healing table where Maul gets his legs redone, where um someone later in the episode um goes through like a little bit of augmentation and uh, mm-hmm. spells, and she gets healed, um and um, but- and from there on, um Ventress, we see Ventress starting to have flashbacks of her childhood when she was two to three years old, um, and she was in sort of a conflict like she um let's just say she was in a bit of a sticky situation when she was younger and i'm not sure what's she what she held captive like well
2: no i'm pretty sure that the the, the night sisters sold her off yeah um and gave her away either sold her off or gave her away and like even in these flashbacks like they're doing the all the the magic and the, the witchcraft and you just see her having flashbacks of her past of when she was a young, uh, when, when she was a young girl. And all of a sudden we see that her original master uh, was shot by a uh, week, uh, a bunch of weak a way. way. Um, yeah. And uh, all of a sudden you see a Jedi come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and uh, try to save her. And she ends up eating a, a weak way, which by the way, that was kind funny. of funny that was funny very funny like and, we don't see a whole lot of force force sensitivity like that you just see them tossing people around but
1: yeah and then for those of you who have read dooku jedi lost this is the first introduction to jedi master Kyneric. and oh
2: that's who that is okay yeah,
1: that's, that's Kyneric. um okay. and then once Kyneric sees what she did to that weak way she's like he's like oh she's force sensitive why not just you know bring her in she's she has no one maybe i can just you know You know, teacher under my tutelage, and we see later on that she's developing as a Jedi, and he's a good master. Like he is a good master. Like she's she is being treated like any other Jedi, but like Kyneric um just treats her so well. And then later on, you see Kyneric get shot down, and Asajj Ventress gets really really upset about it, and she starts screaming she starts jumping and starting cutting down people and then then we see her bowing to Dooku and just seeing all of these stories just culminate between Asajj's life and it's like you have to wonder like what is she going to do from here like she is experiencing all of these visions and like what is she going to do about them like what is she going to do and then once she awakens She's like, I want my revenge on Dooku. And Talzin's like, you will have revenge. But let me help you. Yeah. And, and then we see the death of Mary Magic's. And she steps into this. I'm not sure, is it like a walkway or is it like a little portal that she walks through? Um, yeah. basically making her invisible. Mm-hmm. And with the help of her and two night sisters. They walk through and they're invisible. And what you know, what I found funny. How did how did um, find those lightsabers? How was she? Where did she get them? <laughs> like, she just held on to two other lightsabers, and I'm like, huh? No, yeah, well, actually three. Yeah, three. Yeah, because uh, Ventures didn't use her own.
2: Yeah th- thoughts on uh, thoughts on that whole scene. Um, between like our introduction of the Night Sisters, Mother Towson as a character, what what were what were your first thoughts? Maybe not first thoughts, but like watching it and seeing like what type of character Mother Towson was.
4: This isn't a Towson comment, but every time I watch this episode, I'm stricken by Baby Asajj Ventress having a full face of makeup on. I every <laughs> time it surprises me, it catches me off guard. Each pencil penciled in eyebrows, like. Lipstick, the whole nine yards, it just makes me giggle. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I love that, like, you know, they've got all these cool gadgets and like secrets, the Night Sisters, that we don't really see anywhere else. Because not only does it show us the dimensions of like the force and what is possible within the force, but also like they're kind of ahead of other people in a lot of ways as well, and mm-hmm. they keep it to themselves which reminds me a lot of, like, Wakanda, like, it's always interesting Mm -hmm. to see these, like, separate civilizations who have, like, their own, you know, advanced stuff going on, it's just, you know, and, and Talzin is a woman of, of secrets, so it checks, checks out, um, I really enjoy that about her, how you, you, you never quite know, like, what she's got up her sleeve.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely yeah once once the imperial era was going on i bet they sent a bunch of anthropologists out there to like oh let's study all their stuff <laughs> and, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um because they were basically just hidden away and they just didn't want any any strangers just walking into their world so yeah and and so this is where so talzan also gives asajj ventris uh, a poison dart that will hinder dooku's senses because once because they're already invisible yep so her doing her giving him um the dart that will eventually go you know i'm not going to specify where you'll find out about maybe 30 seconds um but i just i just like how well they're planning this yeah. and it's like ah oh, they're, they're articulating all of these like different scenarios like yeah we're gonna do this we're gonna we're gonna get him here and we're gonna attack him while he's sleeping and, and I love the amount of planning they put into just to take out Dooku. And and then we move to Sereno, where eventually all this is going to take place, and you see them walking along the side, on the side of the structure, and then they jump up, and they go around, and then they sneak through, and therefore they just plop down very quietly. I don't know. They're good at stealth. Like let me tell you yeah. this like they are good like I know they're invisible but they are good like you couldn't hear a thing like I'm I'm kind of a nitpicky person and I like to point out details
8: I didn't hear a single noise.
5: (laughs) And
1: Dooku is a guy that if he hears something, he'll immediately wake up and pull out his lightsaber. And, And they were good. They executed the dart really well, went right into his neck, and he immediately wakes up, and he starts looking around, and he's just like, what kind of trickery is this? And then he's trying to find whoever's doing this, and then all of a sudden attacks from behind, and then you see like the subtle look of Ventress's face. Like I thought that was so cool with Ventress with her mask up. And then you mm-hmm. see like the fading images of the, the magic. And it's so it's so it's so cool. And uh, yeah, the whole fight was him in pajama form, which is always amazing. You can't get enough pajama dooku. No. Nope. Um, and I just they, they took him on pretty well. Like until like the the final moments of that fight, where he went absolutely, you know, ape beep, like absolutely mm-hmm. ape shit, and just went ah, and just shocked them all, and they all went flying out of that window, like nothing. Like it was, there was a good fight. Let me tell you, it was a good fight. Um, I just think that Dooku is just. Like this is this is one of those moments where we underestimate how powerful Dooku is. And there's a lot of times in Dark Disciple and Dooku Jedi Lost where you find out how powerful he really is. This is one of those moments where he really showcases it. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on that whole fight between Asajj, the two night sisters versus Dooku?
3: So I did have one thought, and I could be really wrong about this. There could be a really valid reason, but why didn't they did all that planning? Why didn't they just use, like, a poison dart instead of a dart to, like, limit his force abilities? That seemed a little weird to me. Oh, but...
2: uh, Ventress wants to...
4: She's got to be extra about it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that That would be my explanation. Hannah, your thoughts on that?
4: I mean, I, I love, like, a, a good old group fight. I love that we see him, you know, sort of taken off guard because he's such this, like intimidating figure usually and he's so composed like that's his thing he is like you know very put together very very like zen calculating yeah and it is just like so immensely satisfying to see him like you know like out of sorts old man in his pajamas and then you know watch (laughs) him like be sick and like tossing in bed later on you know it's just like like oh like you know, multiple things can be true.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I loved... I loved the fact that Dooku was just like, I don't have to use my sight. I don't need to see you to fight you.
1: Yeah, it gave me uh, Kanan Jarrus vibes. Yes! Yeah. Yeah.
2: But, like, the fact that the night sisters were able to hold their own, and the fact that he thinks that they're Jedi, was the perfect, perfect, um, uh, like, background. Uh, because it's like, you don't want to show your hand. You definitely don't want to show your hand, but like blaming it on the Jedi is just perfect because they have he ha- he will have no idea he will have found fi- he would have thought that it was the Jedi and that it leads into obviously what goes down the line in the rest of this arc. Um, But like th- the ending, like him force lightning and tossing them at the same time, just amazing amazing i'm like come on dooku you can't get any better than that (laughs) you really can't um and i mean he's a very under i i think he's a very underrated villain because all we think of him is like like twirling his cape and doing the ha ha type of thing but he really is he, he really is a great villain um he outsmarts the jedi almost all the time i mean probably because palpatine is allowing it to happen um but, like, he is, especially when you watch, again, watching Attack of the Clones, the deleted scene where uh, Jocasta New talks to Obi-Wan about losing, uh, how how much Dooku meant to the Order at the time. And then you kind of see it in Dooku Jedi Lost. Um, I just like, I don't, I don't think we get enough of Dooku, which is why I am trying to champion, like, a Dooku Qui-Gon Master and Apprentice type of book. I think... Going through their journey as master and apprentice would be so, so interesting. So interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But. Yeah, and then. Yeah, go ahead. And then once that all happens, um, Asaj and the assassins go back to Dathomir to inform Tolzin that they failed to kill Dooku. And Talzin says, we can use this failure to our advantage. Mm-hmm. And what she does is she contacts Dooku and. And she like pretends to be like, oh, I don't know anything about Ventress, <laughs> and yeah, just trying yeah. to play, um, play, play Two Face real quick, and uh, <laughs> and she contacts Dooku, um, asking if she uh, would like to give him a new apprentice, because with the unfortunate loss of Asajj Ventress, I can give you someone new, and then he's like, and what is this, and. She's like I can give you, she's like um remember Darth Maul and he was like yes he was slain on Naboo by Obi-Wan Kenobi and and she uh tells him there is a brother of his bloodline that is still living and he gets he, it's interesting because she knows um or he knows that their species are very very strong warriors the night yep. brothers Mm-hmm. And he takes up on that deal, and Ventress vows to kill Dooku. Yep. And that is the end of episode twelve, Night Sisters. Um, th- oh, go ahead, Luke.
2: Uh, thoughts on uh the conversation between Talzin and Dooku? Uh, specifically, like, oh, the men are easier to control than the women like i so interesting the way she likes to play that part
4: it is and also like it's it's neat that there is a matriarchy in the star wars universe for us to compare things to you know like every every franchise has to has have one we've got like you know the amazons in dc um mm-hmm. and you know they 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 have like their own little separate thing um but it's just so like cool that that gets thoroughly explored and also um, that we get to, you know, watch watch them have their little their little fun with that. But also like it's it's so interesting considering like the lore about the night sisters in general and how like you know, the I guess I, I guess this is a legends thing, but like they started off as like human women who like enslaved the male aliens of the, you know, the Zabrax mm-hmm. of the planet. Um, and we're just like, "Oh, we're, we're going to reproduce like this." Um <laughs> Like you know, it's just like a, such a, a a fun little world building like factor where it's just like there's so many different cultures in Star Wars. It, it's, it's, ah, like you could be you could be a um, an anthropologist in Star Wars, like just for Star Wars, and have a very full job.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a galaxy. There's gonna yeah, be and that's one of the many multiple... few reasons
1: why people love Star Wars is because of the will, the world building and what it consists of and yeah. the different settings and um, backdrops and all of the, like for example, like the 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 love scene, the picnic on Naboo. Like the waterfalls and the landscapes and it's that's just the little things that people just really enjoy in Star Wars and Dathomir is cool like like if you ever played Fallen Order like you'll understand like all of like the, the little the little eggs that just hang off the trees and it's like well
2: interesting facts about those those are actually supposed to be like their coffins. Like they hang from the tree. Like those aren't actual trees. Those are just like, man, those are like them building like their coffins so that like when they're able to use them, they can um, shout out to dark side divas. I, I didn't know that until they had made that video about when they were talking about this arc. So I found that interesting. Liv, your thoughts.
3: Well, I did have a similar thought to what Char was saying about the backdrops and stuff. Um, I feel like, especially with the Clone Wars, you can really tell how much fun they had designing all these planets that haven't been explored yet. Um, so I thought that was cool.
2: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, this is your first ever introduction, canon introduction, to Dathomir as a as a planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we see it several different times later on in the Clone Wars, and obviously in in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, but here's the interesting thing: so the 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 Night Sister that's in Jedi Fallen Order. She's a baby at this point. Night sister Maron. Yep, night sister Maron. She's a she's a baby, correct? Because she remembers the massacre of the night sisters that happens later on in season five.
1: Yeah, she remembers That's a correct. cyborg general going into Dathomir and slaughtering all the night sisters. I wonder who
2: that cyborg general he, is. The 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 one time that Grievous <laughs> is actually terrifying.
5: Yeah.
2: He's always terrifying. You no, just have, don't no ha- you he's just not. Don't have to be afraid of he's him, not. and then he loses. He's <laughs> not though. Like, let's all be real here. We would have taken 2003 D- uh, Grievous over what we got in this Clone Wars.
1: Yeah, just a... it is what it is. And anyway. Grievous is, Grievous not, is my, Grievous. not my cup of tea, but Grievous, Grievous is Grievous, Grievous. scary. I, I if you're not scared of him, he's useless. He's kind of like Pennywise. If you're not, <laughs> if you're scared of him, he's powerful. But if you're not, he's useless. <laughs> yeah,
4: his accent is so I. It's so funny to me. I can't do like an impression of it, but if I could, you might know, <laughs> be doing that every day of my life. Because
7: what is it? Yeah, yeah, that's so true.
4: Like, what is that? I
7: don't know. <laughs> that's so true, Hannah. Uh,
2: uh,
1: that's
2: so uh, true. You yeah, that'll be. Why does
1: anyone do the grievous i don't think i, I think it's I, impossible i, I don't I, I think it's impossible Matthew Wood did the you, voice but it was like, remixed
2: like, <laughs> yeah unless you do like voice uh, i don't know
1: but char unless you just have a really big really good sick day or yeah, yeah, yeah that, that could be it too
2: practice cigarettes a
3: today to do his voice
2: yeah oh, that's true that's true uh char let's get into the next
1: episode episode 13 monster here is the plot summary all right a bid for revenge Betrayed and left for dead by Count Dooku, Asajj Ventress has begun a deadly game with her former master launching a secret assassination attempt against him with the help of her kin, the mysterious Knight Sisters. Deceived into thinking the Jedi were behind the recent attack. Dooku has traveled across the galaxy to enlist the Knight Sisters in his quest for vengeance. That was good. Very good.
2: good, Char. Okay. Very good. All right, thank you. Um, so we start off Dooku and Mother Towson. Uh he travels to Dathomir, obviously. We we just heard Char say that. Um, discusses the chances of the Knight Sisters joining the Separatists in the war. Um question for the both of you if the Knight Sisters join in on the Separatist side, do the Separatists win the war? Luke, whoever I whoever says, Palpatine
4: says wins the war wins the war. Like yeah. that's I mean,
2: true. That's so true, though. But, yeah. like,
4: I mean, we're at... He'd I- have to put a lot of work into beating Talzin, but I think once that's done, which it is done eventually. Don't they kill her, like, later, mm-hmm. late into this, yes. then it's Um. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that he could get it done if he wanted to, and then balance the scales back
1: yeah look i feel like that's always your big question like if they did this who would win the war Well, I like, I, 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 like when it, you're talking about those, it's um, about, the droids. those it's all about the droids yeah and, last um, week yeah like, you're like just... if they just mass produce them would they win the war Like, and
2: then again it's like it's you can't palpatine. answer that. yeah yeah you can't i can't I, I always like throwing that out there because there's always like the it's always like the same answer no because palpatine is the one because we all know who's supposed to he's win he's the puppeteer the behind it all he is the so puppeteer. you
1: can't just be like if they had more they'd win well, like, i just no. like
2: <laughs> i just like asking it and get getting people's thoughts on it though well, which is interesting all...
4: because like a lot you know that's a common thing to ask in like actual like historical discussions like oh you know would the allied forces have been able to win world war ii without dropping the atom bomb and that that kind of thing and it's like I, I, we don't apply that same logic of, like, well, these things are all decided behind closed doors to the real world, even though, mm-hmm. like, Star Wars is supposed to mirror the real world mm-hmm. in terms of, like, puppet mastery. I don't know. Much to think about.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're not going to put our tin caps on quite yet. <laughs> we're not at that point. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but, like, I, I think it would be interesting because then you have, like, the witchcraft, you have the droids. Like, it, it, it would it would be an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, Ma- uh, Talzin states that she is going. She uh, she's going to return the favor from a debt long ago, which um, I don't know if we have a canon explanation for that quite yet. Um, I know in Legends uh, she is the mother of Darth Maul, um, because in the Darth Plagueis novel. She goes to Coruscant to the lower levels of Coruscant. She runs into Palpatine and begs him to take Maul. No, actually, no, that's wrong. Uh, Maul, Maul's mother is a Night Sister who is afraid of Talzin. That's what it is. That's what it was. Wasn't Mother
1: Talzin just the mother of everyone?
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, uh, I. I thought it was Talzin who was like directly. Mauled. It's confusing
1: because everyone refers to her as mother. Yes. So.
2: That's so that, yeah. You know, um, it's a little so, epic. yeah. So, uh, she says, uh, from a debt long ago, and she hopes that they're, uh, that they're. Boss is here.
0: Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family. With more than 40 years of service to military families, Tricare Prime benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife and year round activities and events. It's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.
2: They never cross paths again. Um, Mother Talzin states that uh, the Zabrak, uh, that there's still lineage from what Char said earlier, uh, that uh, the bloodline of Darth Maul is still alive. He he knows that uh, Maul was killed by uh, Obi Wan on Naboo. Um, shortly after Dooku leaves the Jedi Order, um, Ventress and Talzin will use uh will use this new assassin to finally end Dooku. Um, then uh, Mother Talzin sends her to uh, the far uh, ends of Dathomir to pick out the best warrior. Um, Thoughts on the conversation between Dooku, Talzin, Ventress.
1: Thoughts. I just love how Ventress was just hiding in the back. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like how it Cad is. Bane was kind of hiding in the back in the Hunt for Zero episode. Oh was just like oh, I'm here.
2: Don't remind me of that episode.
1: <laughs> I know I won't. But um, no, I just love that she was just hearing the whole thing, and and that Talzin is just just trying to like just like hey, just take him and just you know he's yours it's fine yeah and, pretty much and Dooku's just like in it for the joke like he's just there like he's just <laughs> like here just take this guy we're not we're not planning on doing anything anything bad to him later you know just just yeah like yeah it's interesting. like if Talzin just doesn't want you to doesn't want to help you in the war oh no that means that good things even more will follow come on
2: yeah um but Hannah live first beginning of the scene uh that, that entire scene between dooku and Talzin. thoughts
3: um well it definitely like piqued my curiosity i haven't read a lot of uh, legends material yet but it it really intrigued me and it made me want to know more especially about the dooku Talzin stuff
2: Mm-hmm. yeah because mm-hmm. i mean there's there there's not much there canon wise and i don't even think we have like a legends Explanation If I'm correct, I'm not sure. I'm not a big legends guy. Like, the only thing that I've ever gotten into legends was Darth Legos. Um, because like I find his, his, uh, pretty much pushing Palpatine to where he ends up being and ultimately putting him where he's at is interesting. But yeah, Hannah, your thoughts?
4: I just, I love a good swindle. I'm always here for the swindle. Um, Uh and I, I love how successful they are. I, I, I really enjoy, like you said before, Ventress just hiding out in the back. Um, it makes it feel a little bit like a farce, which is always fun yeah. to sprinkle in every once in a while. Um, a little soap opera, uh, which I think we, <laughs> you know, bring ourselves back to our roots with Star Wars.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just curious, like, how did Dooku not sense her? Like, yeah. is there like something on the planet that just like prohibits that, or? Well, you know,
4: it is like a a very, you know, dark side aligned planet. So probably she is stronger than usual there. So she's doing something, I assume, to like mm-hmm. mask her force signature the way that Palpatine yep. does.
2: Yeah, that could be that could very well be. Um, or I mean, the the witches could just have like a have a spell or something that, 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 that only there. Yeah, that, that too. I mean, who knows? The, he's old. He, his, his immune system needs to catch up on him. Um, so Ventress arrives at the camp. Uh, we meet Savage and his brother. I can never remember his name. So, hence Feral, Feral. Okay. Um, Ventress, uh, the, the, uh, main guy gets them all in the line. Inventress literally goes down the line and just starts taking, just beating the shit out of all these Zabrak males.
1: Can we take a moment to appreciate the name Feral? Feral, Moll, yeah. Feral
4: and Savage. What the hell is going on? on this <laughs> like, and they and they try to mask it. I think they call him Feral instead of Feral, but like,
1: I think it's just Clancy Brown's accent. Like, oh. Feral.
6: See. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, these that's witches true. won't take us alone. Yeah, that's going. that.
2: That's so true.
1: But, but it's an evil yeah. girl. Like, come on. <laughs> <You know laughs> yeah, could have give up with something better
2: than
4: that.
1: <laughs> no, well, yeah. I mean,
4: what's all of like the evil names in Star Wars. That's Darth true. And Sidious. Like, like are, are you almost...
5: kidding me?
2: Well, uh, Sypho was just supposed to be. uh <laughs> Wasn't it Sidus? It was supposed Cido, to be Sidus. 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 Yeah, because it was to be Sidious is supposed to be Sidious spelled backwards. Yeah, fun fact. Um, but then they so did.
4: So it was supposed to be just Palpatine.
2: Um. Well, no, the character's name was going to be Sidos.
4: Okay. So, so it no, his just, name I was. To... I thought that you meant like Palpatine was like using an anagram of
2: himself. What? His name they, was it would have been
1: Sidodius.
2: You no, know, Sidodius. So then it would have
1: spelt Sidius out. Yeah. Sidius. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I find that interesting that that. Star Wars is just like, hey, we're gonna do things ass backwards and uh try to trick
8: people.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: can't get that puzzle. Yeah,
2: <laughs> can't get it. Um where's Waldo so, or
1: where's Sid?
2: <laughs> yeah, but I, I think it's so interesting how she's able to like and she like she's like a drill sergeant in this. Yeah, she is just like pointing out every little flaw, too small, too large. Like, and then she gets to Savage and is in, in Feral and she's like, okay, like, like, we can, we can work with this. We can
1: work and with this. You know we what it's, a I club. love how, I love how cool yeah. it is. It's like, Dathomir is a female dominant planet. And I love yeah. how the, the men, the Night Brothers are just like, these just regular people. And the Night Sisters are like, these are on like the, a pedestal with their, with Mother Tals and they have a bunch of power, and they, and they just control everything. And the men are just like, "I'm here." <laughs> yeah, and I basically. love how the
4: men have just like normal like villages as well, yes. whereas the night just insist on like living among the trees. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is so yeah.
1: true. The hierarchy in Dathomir is it's interesting. Just,
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. Um, and she picks out whoever survived, and it basically um she picks out all the flaws but she gets a couple of them like a handful of them um weak yeah 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 (laughs) just like she kicks the shit out of them uh ventress then states that there will be three tests and whoever survives all of them will serve under her thoughts on the whole process of picking uh
1: just yeah what were your thoughts on the natural selection <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah yeah
4: so basically. funny it is so she's really like living her girl boss fantasy because she just had all of her power stripped away from her and now she's like god damn it i want to feel powerful again like yeah. I, I think that's why she goes so ham it's because she's like i miss when i had authority <laughs> but no. uh i think it's so funny that she like forces them to hunger games each other
2: <laughs> god, that's exactly what i, I never thought about to. it like that no, yeah, live.
3: Oh, I mean, pretty much the same. Um, it reminded me of, it gave me dance class flashbacks. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs>
2: dance, dance. I, 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 I'm sorry. Ballet ballet was rough, okay? <laughs>
5: yeah.
2: Ballet is, and honestly, that's so funny you say that because it's, like, it's so real life because it's, like, we all, I feel like we all are, are we all have a pedestal either for ourselves Mm -hmm. or for that we're measured by or a measuring stick that we have to meet. And there's just a reality that some of us just aren't like, we aren't there yet. And it was so interesting to see her like basically (laughs) just put all these guys down. And then all of a sudden, like she finds the, like the couple that she likes and then she puts them through tests. And my God, like this, this is just insane. Um, test one uh begins, and Savage tells Farrell uh to stay on his toes. Uh, we don't know what the witch is which has in store for us. And instantly, like not even two seconds into this whole thing, she gacks four of them.
1: It's and it's slicing,
2: just, yeah, yeah, that's enough slices just instantly. Like she throws like two sights at one, she catches a spear. Throws the other one, kills that guy. I'm just like, if I'm Savage or Farrell, I'm like, okay, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. I'm getting out of here. This is way too much for me. Like am on the this. top
1: of the world, and then <laughs> Farrell and Savage are like.
2: Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, like, like, Ventress literally does like she has, like Hannah was saying, she has her girl boss moment. Um, And uh, so it gets down to those two. Um, And Savage, at one point, they get separated. Um, Oh, wait, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Savage goes to protect his brother and Ventress calls him weak. Uh, The second test begins, uh, which basically they have lights, uh, poles of lights that are on and they shut them all off.
1: Um, which is which very much this I was freaked out by yes. when I was rewatching yes. it
2: yesterday. Yes. I was absolutely. freaked out. Yeah. Um, Ventress is truly terrifying in the scene. She takes out another two guys without even with like uh with leaving Savage and his
1: brother left. Like it gave um. me like Batman vibes.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like the way she takes them out is just like an
1: like in Batman thing. begins when they're in the sewer. Yes, with Dr. Crane and all of his grunts when they were putting all that stuff in the water, and he's just like ah! then he starts shooting the gun, it's like they have no idea where he's coming yeah. from. He's like, Can he really fly? Can he disappear? <laughs> yeah. And she's just doing all that, just back and forth. And I'm like, damn, cool. she's good. Yeah.
2: The third challenge begins, and it's in Savage vows to protect his brother, which is interesting. Um, uh, they make their way through the obstacle course successfully for a little bit, and then Savage is then then Feral is is um he tries to make a, a jump, uh, ends up fall, falling. Ventress gets to him, attempts to kill the brother. Savage pleads with Ventress to take him instead of his brother. Um, and they have an epic hand-to-hand combat fight. And just, like, my God. Like, the, the, the choreography in this show sometimes is just so amazing. Just so amazing. Um, thoughts on the, on the challenges themselves and kind of the, uh, the, uh, uh, what kind of interests you between Savage and Farrell, like it, like Savage being so committed to his brother that it almost is, is his downfall.
1: Yeah. And I, I thought it was really cool. Just looking at how they were able to work together to get through it. Cause there's been times where. When you think about like stuff like that, we already know that from like us, like for it being like 10 years into the future, like since it was finished, like we already know Savage is gonna get you know get the spot. Um, but when I was re watching, I was like, Is like Savage like perfect? Is he is she just gonna do everything perfectly? But I'm like, No, he's gonna, he, he has moments where he messes up and he's just focused on protecting Feral, and that fight at the very end was just perfect. You can see those moments of anger that's flowing through him and him just mashing the wall and the ground and you him just hitting Ventress and she just goes flying. Like that's like that's him without in his like his future like magic abilities. Yeah. Um and I'm like, man, like he has like that's what old knight brothers believe, in. they believe in honor, and they believe in brotherhood, and they believe in fighting. That's like what they believe, and Savage was yeah. all three of them right there, and a fact that the they, them two, like like what uh what uh, Hannah said about the Hunger Games, like there was two that made it out alive. Hey! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Uh,
2: but your guys' thoughts?
3: To me, it felt like it made Savage's character really more tragic because we see how committed he is to his people and to his brother and then to see, you know, well, he turns into a spoiler um, and it's just heartbreaking. And I think this <laughs> establishes that really well.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> a a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Hannah. the way you said that, that was fun. <laughs> Hannah?
2: Um,
4: yeah, I had a thought and it just left me. Um, oh yeah, I was wondering because he, you know, he calls for all brother, um and they, I think they look more similar to each other than some of the other ones but like they're all calling each other like brother and, and whatnot. So I, you know, like it, you get into some sort of grey territory there where it's it's like, I guess he must it just makes me wonder about the family structure. Yeah, like that's. are they directly related or,
1: or are they just how, like related by clan? Um, uh-huh. No, oh, yeah.
4: Willing to die for this guy, but not the other ones. So they're not all related to each other. So we've got these two that are specifically brothers. But like, what you know, like I don't know. It it, it opens up more more questions than more it possibilities.
2: Is. More possibilities yeah. because I mean, like, and you think about it, they they the sisters call each other sister, and it's kind of just like the, the like you said, the matriarchy, kind of just was like, I am the mother, y'all are my children. And your sisters and brothers, and then that's how that we're gonna do this. Um I don't know. I, I don't know a ton about the night sisters. So this is like getting into like the night sister stuff is so interesting to me because it's 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 insane to think that like there is these types of force users that we because we usually get with force powers, we get the light side, the dark side. They're kind of in that middle, like they're more dark side, but they're not Sith.
7: In just 10 minutes, I was covered, and boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me.
0: Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio.
2: Um because they they have their own their own beliefs, their own ideology and stuff like that. So I found that very, very, very interesting with the Night Sisters as well.
4: It's almost like it's not binary. Like they're like it's magic M A G I C K or something, but it's like it's like a separate, you know, facet of the force.
2: No, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, it is like, and it's not. It, we we don't see the Jedi or the Sith. Well, we see Palpatine use use kind of witchcraft later on,
8: with
2: and, his it, cauldron, it, which is the with funniest another the Dooku movie. outfit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. Um, I just like uh, it, it's just so interesting because they use witchcraft to where the Sith don't. They don't use hardly use any witchcraft. It's just more of their powers with the Force and using the dark side. Um. So having them introduced through a a huge wrench into like what we thought it was. It's not all just Sith and Jedi. There can be others that are Force users that don't that aren't affiliated affiliated with one or the other. But, um, Char, you want to finish off this episode?
1: Yes. So once that's all done, Savage and Asajj come back to um. To Mother Talzin on Dathomir. And it all begins. And I'm trying to like... Because I was looking at like the spell earlier. No, um, oh, yeah. Um, um, I'm going to like be able to uh, pronounce the spell. Like the spell that was given to him. Yeah, um, I...
2: Go ahead,
1: dude. The himbo I... spell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the voodoo spell? Is yeah, what I like tra- to call it. I'm trying to like. What was that spell? <laughs> um, I'm not sure, but it did did it, it did wonders. Let's I'm just trying that. to uh, give him a I, shot of steroids. I think I, I think I I got it right here. The uh, the, um, the all the words to the ritual.
4: Are okay. you guys ready Ooh. for
1: this? Are you, are you guys ready to sing it along with me? Ready? It goes. Oh, I'm okay.
4: scared. What's gonna happen if we do? Whoever are listening? <laughs>
1: Oh, do Am I going to get obviously.
4: abs? Like what's happening here?
1: <laughs> is your hair going to turn? I, is your hair gonna might turn yellow?
2: I <laughs> might actually need that. The abs wouldn't be that would be an improvement. So I hope that
1: happens. Ready? I'm gonna, I'm going to say this spell. ready. geese can mag my goddamn Opstein. Guys can't Mark Krieg, oh bliss. Gaze scan Pierre mark blue law. Gaze can was being cool. Zoom aside, earth blitz ragabine. It's a blitz ragabine. It's a place ragabine. So, okay. I'm just looking at what I'm looking at here. Hopefully, you guys didn't turn into like flesh eating monsters. I'm like, big, and I'm, <laughs> I'm okay, big I'm,
5: and I'm dumb.
1: Okay. I'm I'm okay. Okay, good. I thought you guys maybe like transformed into something. Thank God. My um, hair okay. is gray. My hair is all of a
2: sudden gray. Actually it's always
1: been that day. My... <laughs> my hair my hair is black? What? What?
2: Oh man. It's my, actually
5: my hair, hair was restored.
1: Color. Thank there you,
2: Char.
5: This is oh, This
4: yeah. is like saying Macbeth in a the theater I feel right now. Yes
2: like, no. now I was like, wow, that was that's Interesting, Char. Like the fact that you actually did that is it's quite commendable. Yeah. But I, I swear hey, to God, hey, if I get a, chat... if I get a dark seerit spirit tonight,
1: <laughs> I know exactly who to blame. Char sounds Scottish or Welsh. <laughs> Looking at the <laughs> chat. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I don't speak Dathomir okay. or Dathomiri language. Yeah. <laughs> um, or Night Witch dialect.
2: Or, no, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I wish I did. I mean preferably I, I would love to learn how to speak Geon Ocean, but besides that oh um, god is um,
2: tough
1: <laughs> Um pull up that comment in the chat real quick I love if the stream dies because charge is Oh with yeah, spell. yeah 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 <laughs> I am I am I am I am planning curses on the Podwans podcast <laughs> Yeah Um yeah and then once that spell happens we see Savage arise and he is completely transformed. He is much bigger, much stronger. He has longer horns. And he's terrifying now. Mm-hmm. And and it's very, very terrifying. And um Ventress, like the first person Savage sees when he wakes up is Ventress and Amelie just chokes her. Yeah. And I'm like. Like he has his whole hand around his, like her neck, like, like just went around the circumference of her neck. I'm like, damn, this guy is big. Yeah, um, uh-huh. um, and then he, like, he's just a monster. And, and then speaking of being a monster, the title of the episode, and uh, Talzin and Asaj bring in a certain person that we saw not too long ago. It's our good old buddy, Farrell. Oh,
2: yeah, that's right.
1: And what happens to Farrell? No, no, no. They have a handshake and they have dinner. No, he breaks his neck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He breaks his brother. I don't know if it's actually his brother, but his brother's neck. Um, And I just love how Farrell's trying to tell him, like, it's me, (laughs) Savage.
3: This was a dark episode for the Clone Wars.
1: dark. I mean the whole planet's dark. Like, what well, do you mean?
2: <laughs> no, yeah, but that's that's very true, Liv. Like we, we don't get a whole lot of dark moments from the Clone Wars. Like there's like there is dark moments. Like there's Umbara Umbara is in some parts of the Mortis arc are dark, but like this is like true, terrifying, like scary movie dark.
4: Yeah. And I um, love it. It's a Halloween episode, quite frankly.
2: When did yeah. this episode air? probably October 31st of 2011 uh, maybe 2011 to, uh no it would have had to have been cuz it was only season 3 the show started in 07 oh wait so oh, oh wait, yeah so it probably would have been 2010 yeah 2010 um
1: but yeah yeah and then once once Farrell dies um Ventress uh believes that it's time to uh, introduce Savage to his master or to his yep. new master and um i just want to let you i just want to see what your guys thoughts are on the whole transformation of savage Press.
4: yeah i mean i first and don't all, mention I my spell
5: <laughs>
4: <laughs> i googled it and it did come out in january of 2011 Interesting uh, piece. but um I, you know yeah we've been talking about how he gets big but not only that like his spirit is broken. He's inhuman. He's not, or I mean, I guess he was not human per se, but you know, he's, he's no longer like a whole person. Um He's Frankenstein. He exactly. Yeah. He, he doesn't like have autonomy anymore in the way that he used to, or like the ability to be articulate, like, the way he speaks immediately changes. It's like,
5: yeah.
4: you know, it's, it's messed up, and then it's like, oh, this is how they do their their soldiers. This is what they mean by like the men are easier to control. They do like stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I don't know, like spooky. No,
2: oh, yeah, Liv.
4: I mean, yeah, like
3: I was saying before, his his whole thing just feels very tragic. You know, we we get majority of the episode with him and and his brother, and you obviously get the vibe that he would be devastated to know that this is what he's turned into. Um, so it feels very heavy.
2: No, yeah, absolutely. Like it, it like this this episode in particular is just very much like you see the you you see yes, this is so true. He's bizarre with but with magic. That's absolutely that's And I feel like Frankenstein is also. He's the Star Wars Frankenstein Frankenstein. He really is cuz you have the the witchcraft acting as if like the scientific part in Frankenstein. You have Mother Towson being uh, Doctor Frankenstein, and then obviously um, Savage being Frankenstein.
1: Yeah, um, and so- when I was rewatching the episode last night, I was I was watching it because I knew a Feral, but I didn't know I didn't remember how he died. No, oh, yeah, that's so right. I didn't know he was brought in, and then Savage immediately just kills him. Yeah, and I was like,
2: no, Feral, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. I'm like, damn it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So.
2: Uh... To end it out, Savage arrives on Sereno uh, to begin his training with Dooku. Duku sends uh, Savage to Deveron to take control of a Jedi temple, which is thought to be a to be for a command post for the Republic. Uh, Savage arrives, completely wrecks everybody. Doesn't matter if you're a droid. Doesn't matter if you're a clone Jedi. You get in his way, you get He gosh. had a stick
1: and he was ready to go. He was like Ray in the Force <laughs> Awakens at the beginning. Oh, yeah, he saw yeah. Finn with the jacket.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Angry. Uh he kills both the Jedi Knight and and his Padawan and and takes control of the temple. Uh Dooku he then goes back to Sereno. Dooku says that uh Savage's powers that like they have this like nice little obviously master and apprentice moment where dooku gives him the whole spiel like you can be as 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 great your powers will be greater than maul's and he states that savage uh uh is his new apprentice um and that's how we end the second episode thoughts on that interaction between savage taking out everybody and then what we see with savage and uh um and dooku at the end
4: i mean i cool out here to...
3: oh sorry no i'm sorry <laughs> continue how many times has Dooku given that Join Me, You're My Apprentice Now speech? Oh, my God. Um, yeah.
2: That's
1: that's true. He's but... done it, what, twice? He's done it for Asajj. He's done it for Savage. He's done it for Quentin Voss. Oh, yeah, that's it, right. He's done it for quite Did a he
3: few he minutes. when he was captured? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. He's done it f-
2: five five times then. Yeah. Because in Attack of um... the Clones.
3: Mm-hmm. But I thought it was really interesting how Savage was, like, getting rid of the battle droids as well. He really doesn't feel like he's he's part of the Separatist or part of the Republic. Um, and, you know, he's just – he's on a mission.
2: Yeah. yeah, Hannah?
4: Yeah, I mean, the, the it's just the brutality with which he gets those Jedi. I mean, blah, you know, they are usually so tentative to show something like that happening to one of the good guys because, you know, kids show. Um, mm-hmm. But, oh, he goes in.
2: Yeah, he, he he takes them out. And then, like, the underlining of, like, Dooku talking to Savage. I feel like that's a heavy moment. Um, because we know what happens to Savage. Like, it's, it's funny to think, like, the, this is still a rewatch. But, like, we know what happens. So, like, the extra baggage that we know that's going to happen kind of is like, well, here's the beginning of the end for this poor bastard. He's done. Sorry. Um... But I, I Duku again, he just doesn't get enough credit in my eyes, and I think he's just one of one of the better villains in Star Wars. Um, and that's it for
1: the second episode of the arc, Char. All right, and then now we move to episode fourteen, season three, titled "Witches of the Mist," and here is the plot summary. All right, let's see if I can do better than the first two. Okay, last one mysterious deaths unknown to the jedi a new threat has unleashed on the galaxy savage oppress a pawn in the dangerous game between count dooku and his former assassin ventress the victims of his brutal massacre on the planet of devaron have been returning to the have been returned to the jedi temple for evaluation it's up to the jedi council to find this mysterious killer and eradicate him nice beautiful so ah, I didn't mess up that one word. I was ah! good.
2: No, you're good. Uh, okay. So uh, we get the shot. Obviously, Coruscant is raining, which is very uh, reminiscent to the end of Revenge of the Sith. Um, the Clone Commandos, which is the which is the first canon uh, sighting of these Commandos, uh, believe it or not, we'll see some of them uh, later down the line. Uh, the Clone Commandos were sent to Deveron to co- to get the bodies of uh, the Jedi's um, and brought back to the temple. Uh, they state that there were no survivors and Plo Koon's like well there's got to be another Sith around and then it's like y- you go back to Phantom Menace and like all the Jedi know like there are only two Sith like come on like how many can there be out there that, that breaks the rule too but um, I love that Plo Koon and Obi-Wan have like that moment where they're talking Um and then we cut back to Sereno. Um Savage has received his lightsaber from Dooku and it's uh, similar to malls. Um, Dooku puts. Uh, yeah. Savage I down. wish we
1: saw like, yeah. What, like was like, like his what construction. Made the
2: lightsaber. Yeah, absolutely. Like what
1: materials did he use?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, Dooku puts Savage down for his technique. Like he does to Grievous in the 2003 micro series. Um. Thoughts on the beginning of the of the Master and Apprentice relationship between
1: Savage and Dooku? I feel like it's your typical Sith Apprentice, you know, dynamic. And it's it's funny how they work together, because when you have a new Sith Apprentice, you kind of, like, test how powerful he is. Yep. I mean, we already see him take out two Jedi relatively easy, but it wasn't with a lightsaber. And we all know dooku is very skilled with a lightsaber so now we're trying to see how good savage is with his lightsaber and
0: here in key west we were out before it was in in this open and inclusive paradise you can be yourself make new friends and savor our live and let live vibe with lgbtq plus friendly accommodations our legendary nightlife and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West. Close to perfect. Far from normal.
1: It's funny because in Season 1, when Asajj Ventress and Luminara Unduli had their lightsaber duel, Luminara notices that Asajj Ventress has the exact same lightsaber form as Dooku, but it's less refined. So it's funny when they're going through that little... um, that matchup between the two... Uh, dooku knocks him down and he's like sloppy and then he just <laughs> sl- sl- uh, uh disarms him and then he just shocks him and i'm like man like this is like prime time sith training right here and i love it no yeah um what are your guys thoughts
4: i do love that we get to see sith training like that's so rare for star wars I, which is part of why i'm so excited for acolyte um when it if it ever comes out um but it I, I just it will at some point, you know. But I'm scared after Rogue Squadron. Um, but uh, no, I mean like you know we 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 deserve more intimate approach to like Sith life. Um, and I am I'm always happy when we receive it.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Liv, your thoughts?
4: Uh, I mean, yeah,
3: I agree with you guys.
2: Um not much on that I, one. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it's interesting and especially when when we get w- we get to uh, more of the training uh here uh we see the Jedi temple so we get another cut shot um a wipe away um we see the Jedi temple uh in an empty council chamber which is the second only the second time that we see an empty council chamber uh um the first being uh, attack of the clones um and where Mace and Yoda are, are looking out the window when uh, Obi-Wan is uh, walking in. Um, Yoda uh, wants to show him something. Uh, and Obi-Wan's first thought is that Maul survived. And obviously, they're like, that's not Maul. Trust us. That's not Maul. Um, Yoda and Mace state that it's a different Zabrak. Obi-Wan thought Maul was from... Uh, was from Iridonia. Iridonia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mace explains that Dathomir is where he was born, and Aridonia is where he, uh, where the males live. Um, back on Soreno, Duku tries to teach Savage by lifting multiple pillars in the air at the same at once. Savage tries, but states it's impossible to do this. Um, I believe this is a uh, a a mirroring to. Uh, just a dark side version of, of Luke and Yoda from
1: Empire Strikes Back. Except Yoda doesn't shoot him with force lightning. Well, well, well that's hence,
2: hence why I said... And then Yoda's the eyes side. don't light
1: up yellow very subtly hence, when he does it, too, hence,
2: so. hence why I said it's the dark side version. Dark side <laughs> version. Yeah. Uh, Dooku uses uh, force lightning to push Savage to use his anger to lift all the pir- all, all the pillars. A wise master and says... Savage asked him uh, how he was able to do that. And Dooku quotes a a wise master doesn't reveal all his secrets at once.
1: It's like a magician.
2: Yeah. Um, Thoughts on both the temple and Dooku's conversation with uh, Savage and getting him to mm, his potential.
4: Same as before. Love the Sith training. Love that. It's like, you know, the same in tactic to an extent as Jedi training. Live those parallels.
2: No. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, live.
3: I feel like Savage doesn't feel particularly loyal to Dooku, which I mean, not, no Sith does. Um, yeah. but he he really doesn't seem like he wants to do it, and you know he doesn't. Um,
2: no, yeah, yeah, he doesn't believe that he can do it. Mm-hmm. I feel like is the thing is, and and that's why I feel like that the, the um. The parallels between Empire and and this scene, particularly, are so interesting because it's like Savage is Luke, and and Duku is Yoda, in the sense of like, but the, the but the dynamic is different, yeah. like like Savage is relatively the, the, new to the
1: Force. Yeah.
2: yeah, and well, I mean, Luke is sort of a little like bit he's
1: he's tested, it, but he's never really
2: utilized it. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and like. To see dooku go as far as to force lightning Savage and get they 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 get to each they get to the apprentices in different ways obviously the And light let side me tell of, you
1: dooku shocks Savage way too way, many times yeah, in this episode yeah yeah he had to go yeah, force lightning way too many times yeah even with yeah,
4: you know, the Frankenstein thing you know yeah. that is, the shock bolts yeah.
2: no yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah yeah because i mean it's that's how he's a
1: lightsaber that's
2: that's that's what he that's how he treats savage is, is is as an animal and as as a as a slave because you know if you think about it the sith are just slaves to themselves um in a way um so anakin and obi-wan arrive on dathomir uh, we get another wipe from the conversation with duku and savage anakin and obi-wan arrive at the male camp uh, the back and forth in this episode between Anakin and Obi-Wan is just perfect. Yeah, just, it, just The
1: perfect. way they were speaking to each other is just so funny. And not even just to mention Obi-Wan's one-liners and everything that he said. Oh,
2: God, yeah. And I feel like they got, and I said this last night, we were watching Attack of the Clones uh, in, in a watch-along in the Discord server. And, uh, like, I was like, this is, this is where they get, like, Dave Filoni watched Attack of the Clones, watched, like, the second, like, Watched all of Attack of the Clones. and was like I want that dynamic, but I want them to be a lot nicer to each other. <laughs> and that's 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 how we. That's what I got from the whole back and forth. Um, they're ambushed by multiple Zabrak. Uh, Obi Wan tells Anakin not to hurt them, and Anakin says, "Well, how about you tell them that?" Um, uh, Anakin <laughs> Anakin ends up seeing the uh, the the main guy. Jumps up, uses his lightsaber, not so Jedi Jedi like, as a hostage. Um, my guy, you you can't be doing that well, as a, that's Jedi. a typical
1: form five user, man. I'm kidding, he but might, uh, like An- no. Anakin Anakin always does that. He always he does. Uh, he's negotiations he's, with a lightsaber. Yeah, you know?
2: aggressive negotiations.
1: <laughs> uh, the, they attacked him first.
2: Yeah, well, yeah the uh, captain uh ends up uh telling them uh where uh where savage might be um he says that mother Towson will know more about the monster's whereabouts and a funny little mo- nod here i don't know if everybody caught it but as anakin is on top he does the he does the luke skywalker return of the jedi and that, then he walks does, away. that he yeah. does in uh, the on the silver, Ziger- well, well, not the, the, not the, the skiff, well, the well yeah, the skiff. But Anakin does it again later in the Clone Wars, he mm-hmm. does it in the Zygerian arc as well. Um, so that little thing was interesting,
1: yeah. Um, I love those little Easter eggs that are, oh, no, yeah, Wars that relate to the movies. It's so cool, no, like, yeah, it's just like, oh, look at that.
2: <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Uh but thoughts on the exchange between Obi-Wan and Anakin, and then they're kind of back and forth and in in that
1: whole scene. They're a bunch of drama queens. (laughs) And I and a lot of the times where, especially in this particular um episode, they're just like, Yeah, we're just here for answers. We're just, you know, just men just passing through town. And then there are a bunch of just zabraks just surrounding them. They're like, Oh, great. (laughs) And then they see the the leader and then they're like, Hey, how are you doing? We just want information i mean that's really yeah. what they say It's like we didn't come here to fight we're here for information yeah and 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 it's funny how they're uh they had to go through all that just to like you know make have a civil conversation with the Knight brothers but uh no yeah absolutely yeah and it's just your typical obi-wan anakin um fiasco that happens whenever wherever wherever they're at and whatever they're doing so no. joint
4: sleuthing joint hijinks
2: <laughs> yeah pretty much you're absolutely right um live
3: um i mean i obviously love it as well there's a great little moment when they're walking away and anakin's like "Who's mother towels and uh he, obi-wan like recites it and anakin looks at him like what the hell um <laughs> he loves that yeah.
2: i i just love like that's so and that's like so anakin obi-wan to a mm-hmm. tee because, like, Anakin doesn't care about the, like, he wants just, like, the basic, like, give me the basic information mm-hmm. and I'm good. Where Obi-Wan will go into detail and and, and kind of dissect things and, and and see what's really going on. Um, but, Hannah, your thoughts?
4: I mean, yeah, it's it, it's just, like, a little bit of levity. And, and it's so nice to have after... God, like the horror movie that has been most of this arc. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice to bring a little classic Clone Wars into it. Have the bickering to sort of soften us back up.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Just oh, give yeah. us some, give a, give us a little bit of like you know positivity. Without them, <laughs> this this random. whole thing would be dark.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we go back to Sereno. Dooku tells Savage that. He has completed the beginning stages of his training. Uh, he then sends Savage to Toy Daria to capture King Katunko.
1: Katunko. 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 Dude, I'm so bad at. I remember. Hey, I remember. We. I had to pronounce that for you when, when we yeah, were in season that, one. Yeah, Katunko. The... Adigalia. Yeah. Um, Alanis, if you're still the, watching. Shut up.
2: <laughs> anyway, uh, Obi Wan isn't too sure what to expect from the meeting with Mother Talzin. Anakin states, I tend to be popular with the ladies. <laughs> My God. And then Obi-Wan goes, Obi-Wan goes, sure. If that's what it. Keep telling yourself that. I love that. I just love that. I love the back and forth between these two.
1: And that's why we love that dynamic so much. It's because the Anakin is just this guy that's just like, what's up? And Obi-Wan's just <laughs> like, like... God, oh, you're a you loser!
2: Fool. God, you're a loser!
1: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the way it is, and
2: I feel like I in Hannah. It, it, tell me if I'm wrong, but like between me and Char's dynamic, I'm definitely Obi Wan, and he's definitely Anakin. Am I wrong? I
4: can see that.
2: Bam! I mean, I mean that's. I, I mean, that's so true. The
1: hair is like coming in okay. I
2: mean, um, I don't know. But, it's got a um, to but you know. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah! You do. <laughs> Um but uh so they're greeted by the Knight Sisters, which again hate strangers. It's a, it's, a, it's a common theme here. Uh the Knight Sisters lead uh lead the Jedi to Mother Towson. Uh Mother Towson tries to act like she has no idea what's going on. And Obi Wan's just like, I can see through your bluff, girl. Don't come on. Like I know what you're doing, like I know who you are. Like, let's cut to the chase here. And uh, Mother Talzin walks around. She says something to upset Anakin, of course. Uh, she says that it, the loss of the Jedi doesn't mean anything to her. And he says, uh, you, you think the loss of two lead, two, uh, two Jedi doesn't mean anything? And uh, then uh, Obi-Wan pleads with Talzin to figure out where, where the monster is. And Talzin tells, uh, tells them that he's on Toradaria. Uh, so the Jedi leave, and Ventress again comes comes in from the back <laughs> background, uh, and Talzin uh, says that it's time to execute the plan, which I mean is true because you don't want the now the Jedi are involved, and it starts to get very 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 um, sticky situation. Um, so we get to Toydaria, Savage arrives and like instantly creates con cre- creates chaos. Uh, killing that's what he was made for. <laughs> yep, yep, born for chaos. Killing all the guards. The Toydarians try their best to stop him, but they are no match. I mean, he basically kills everybody. Um, the the guards get taken out before. Uh, the king tries to challenge him with no luck with the with the sword. Which, by the way, what are you going to do with a sword that's not Beskar? Sorry, the, the lightsaber is going to win every single time. Uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan show up uh, to fight Savage. Uh, With their distraction, the king is able to escape. Um, They're both Both on top on Savage. Not
1: actually able to escape, though. Well,
2: not able to escape. He escapes for a little bit. And then Savage uses the force to kill the king. Um, He then uses the force to knock down Obi-Wan and Anakin and trap them with the pods underneath uh, while dragging the dead body. Back to Dooku's ship. And he also destroys Anakin and Obi-Wan's uh transport.
1: When I when I watched that, I was like, dude, Dooku's gonna be pissed. And and, and, <laughs> yeah. and he was. You, you made a terrible mistake there, buddy. No, yeah, absolutely.
2: Um uh the Jedi escape from their pods. Uh they realize that their ship is definitely not flyable. Um, and that they'll have to buy, they'll have to borrow one from the Troidarians Yeah. Yeah. Borrow and never, (laughs) never get back. You know, the Jedi way, um, Dooku seeing, uh, so Savage shows up, uh, brings the dead body. Um, and he said, I wanted him alive and he shocks, uh, um, uh, Savage again. What's new? (laughs) Yeah. What is new? Let's just keep shocking the, 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 the guy. Um, and then Ventress surprises Dooku, which doesn't happen very often. Um, I mean, it's happened once in this episode, but like in general, Dooku's not taken uh, by surprise very often. And she touches Savage's head to activate the command that was put in uh, uh, earlier. Um, and we get to see the best. I, I feel like the lightsaber battles in this in this arc are are very 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 underrated very underrated um obi-wan and anakin land in the hangar head straight to dooku's quarters uh
6: life insurance what's your excuse for putting it off can't afford it too much hassle think your work coverage is enough there's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance but one big reason why you shouldn't if the unexpected were to happen to you who would pay the mortgage the kid's tuition and all the other bills in a time of grief The last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance, up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio.
7: We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply.
2: Dooku is able to handle Savage and Ventress without any effort at all. I feel like Um, Savage obviously is the weaker of the two, uh, supposedly. Um, Supposedly. eh, supposedly. Of course he is. He is. (laughs) But then he, but then during the, during the battle, he force chokes both of them. And
1: toss oh yeah, that. just like what Ventress does at the beginning of the arc.
2: Of the arc, yeah. <laughs> um Dooku escapes down his little shaft thing like he does always. Um, but Ventress is closely is close behind him. Uh Anakin and Obi-Wan show up and set. and uh Obi-Wan says, We'll take him together. I and, love to say that. and and uh and he I think Anakin says uh uh, all right. I think he—I don't think he says what he says in Revenge of the Sith, but I thought that was interesting. Um, and Savage wrecks them. Yeah. Just yeah. destroys them. Right off the bat, just like pummels them. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Ventress goes one-on-one with Dooku. They have a nice little back and forth, uh, but she ends up failing. Uh, she escapes by uh, cutting the uh, gas, gas line or like a, a pressured air Air that yeah. shoots hot air into his face and obviously causes him to, um, uh, to, uh, um, to be distracted. distracted. Sorry, oh. I'm distracted now. <laughs>
1: um, but You're distracted with the word distract,
2: yeah.
4: The- Are, were you searching for the word or was it a demonstration? Yeah.
2: Uh, it could have been both. Uh, <laughs> so then, uh, Dooku gives the droids, uh, the um, the order to kill Savage. Um, as Obi-Wan and Anakin are still fighting him. Uh and but Savage is I thought it was interesting. They were like, uh, they're not shooting us anymore. They're going after him. And then once he is once Savage escapes, they start shooting at like I love how the droid's like, you aren't supposed to be here, and then they just cut him down. I'm like, <laughs> man, that's just mm, typical droid. And then I'll also uh um Anakin and
1: Obi-Wan escape.
2: Um, thoughts on the fight sequence, kind of like the whole thing that we, we, we just
1: went through. I thought the fight was amazing. Um, I just love the part where Ventress walks in and Dooku's just like, Ventress. Yeah. And then Savage is like, he's like um, Savage, you can make amends to your mistake by killing this witch. Yes. And then she's like, show where your true loyalties lie. And then I,
6: he's like, yes.
1: Sister, and then yeah. that's where it all starts. And I'm like, that's such a cool intro to a fight. It's like just mixing the whole entire first part of the of the arc with the night Sister magic, with the source of night Sister magic to team up against Dooku, which is what Ventress was aiming for. So the plans at the very end came together, and they almost worked. And I love the, I love when Ventress was like, get up, you idiot, kill him, kill him. And then he just keeps like getting shocked. Like I mentioned earlier, he gets electrocuted about maybe a dozen times (laughs) throughout this episode alone. It's hilarious. And I love it. And I don't know, man. It's, um, once that fight was done, I love the fight in the corridor with, um, Ventress and Dooku because it was like so satisfying to watch them just go at each other and, just see what happens. And um I forgot to mention this earlier on, like when they when um Dooku was fighting the um uh, the Night Sisters when they were disguised. That was like the famous pose when Dooku goes when he uh goes down and he lights up the lightsaber like across his face. Yeah. I forgot to mention that, but like that was one of the best Dooku moments. But yeah, yeah there's a lot of good Dooku moments and a lot of good adventurous moments in that fight. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Thoughts on uh, our our two guests? Thoughts
2: on, uh, on on that sequence? Like just from Anakin, Obi-Wan to Ventress to Dooku to Savage and that whole thing. It was a lot to handle in that like yeah. last 10 minutes.
3: Um, I thought it was really cool how, you know, we start off with Ventress and Savage against Dooku and then it flips and then it's Savage against the both of them. And that was a really cool moment. Um, and I also just loved um, Anakin and Obi Wan just getting yeeted out of the room. That made me <laughs> <beautiful.
2: laughs>
3: like, no. They thought they had it.
2: I, um, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Hannah, I,
4: um, I'm always thinking about how their plan is: we're going to make this guy forget what he needs to be doing until we activate him. Which yeah. just shows like how little they trust anyone, but also like if they did, and if they did have someone trustworthy, this whole thing could have gone so much better. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I I, th- I, understand that they're covering themselves there. I understand they have reason to be wary, but mm-hmm. like, I mean, there were other ways to approach this, um, <laughs> this whole situation other than doing all this complicated mind magic. Um, I don't know, maybe find someone who's
2: actually loyal to you. Yeah, that's so true. So true. Um, And then, uh, so then we get uh, Savage getting back to Dathomir. He tells Mother Towson that Ventress has betrayed him and that the Jedi are after him. Uh, Mother Towson assures him that he is not alone. She states that he has a brother that has survived and he is in the Outer Rim, and she gives him the talisman, a talisman, to find Darth Maul. And we get the the final look into the, the crystal her crystal ball, her evil witch crystal ball, and it's like the one
1: see... on a it's on um is it a, um, ha- um haunted mansion um, with Eddie Murphy yes. mm-hmm. or Eddie Murphy yeah. um with the, with the lady in the ball. It's like ah, it's me, but it's Darth Maul. No, yeah, orange. no, yeah. It's and then we see Darth Maul,
2: and that's the
1: end. And it's of the like
2: a bit too So yep, absolutely.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right chart all right are you guys ready for the three interesting facts about this arc yeah i don't think you are but i'm gonna do it anyway cool all right three interesting facts about a certain clone wars arc that you didn't know about until now part 16 the night sisters edition fact one asajj's outfit asajj ventress's costume at the start of the night sisters episode is a direct recreation of the costume she wore in her initial concept art and early expanded universe appearances Fact two, the Knight Brothers. In the monster episode, aside from Feral, Savage, and Viscus, none of the other Knight Brothers are named in the script. Fact three, a special group's appearance. The clone commandos escorting Halsey's body to the Jedi Temple are Delta Squad. Yep. The four Republic commandos created for the 2005 LucasArts video game, Star Wars Republic Commando. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the Knight Sisters arc.
4: Awesome.
1: No, yeah. There's absolutely. another
4: one in the chat. Someone said that I think George Lucas's daughter wrote this arc. Yes, oh. yes.
2: Harris Harris said it. Um, hold on, I'll find it. Um, but while I'm looking for that, uh, guys, uh, and gals, uh, so we like to rank the episode. Um. Liv, you've you've been here a couple of times. You know this whole rodeo. So, uh, youngling equals bad. Padawan okay. Jedi Knight good. Jedi Master great. Grandmaster Chef's kiss. Which I will say, last week with pursuit of peace and uh, heroes on both sides, that was our first ever grand uh, grandmaster. So, um, I, I we will have to see if we can make it two for two. Um, but Hannah since you are the uh, newest guest here what would you rank of the Ark as a whole
4: the Ark as a whole
1: yes she's calculating
4: a jedi knight that is about to be given the rank of master
2: okay so you're so yeah, you're in between you're oh you're, you're so it in took a seat. okay 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 all right all right so it, we're it in took between a seat young
4: skywalker <laughs> um, I I would say if I'm gonna if I'm gonna tip one way or the other I'll I'll no I'll, I'll I'll err on the side of Jedi Master. There okay, you
3: go. Nice. all right,
2: all right, Liv.
3: I'm having a hard time choosing. I'm gonna give it a Jedi Master. Um, I just loved how it fleshed out Asaja's character a lot more and introduced so many uh, new concepts.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Char.
1: Um, I'm right with you two. Um, Jedi Master 100% just because of the fact that we get the introduction of Savage Opress and we see him training with Dooku and we get a bunch of depth with Asajj Ventress and we get the eventual foreshadow of Darth Maul and the future of the show. So,
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go Jedi Knight. It was it was Boo! good. It was good. I, just, I don't want I I I'm n- I'm glad I'm getting more into the night sister stuff cuz I feel like they are very interesting and they deserve like they deserve a whole arc because they you could do a whole book about their ideology. Is that the caveat as to why it's a Jedi Knight? Well, no. I mean d- it it gets a higher Jedi Knight because I mean we get Obi-Wan and Anakin at the end and I love that. <laughs> Cause I'm that's your
4: that's your benchmark about whether something is good that Obi Wan and Anakin are. No, no.
5: Like-
2: I I mean I mean it, it's it's like Savage is 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 an interesting character. Don't get me wrong, but like he's he's at the bottom of the barrel for me. So it's not as interesting. But I love I love that Ventress gets her gets her due in the show, and mm-hmm. the backstory and, and 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 everything. I found that very very interesting. But that. That would be it. That's that's why it's a night for me. Not not mm-hmm. that I didn't like it. It just like the next arc and the next arc are just like that's 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 the creme de la creme for me. Yeah,
4: I get that. I I would say like if I'm ranking them individually, I I would you know Savage doesn't pull a Jedi Master out of me.
5: No, um, oh, yeah,
4: he's yeah he's. He's never been like all that interesting to me. Mm-hmm. I, I I like him fine, and I think it's interesting what they do with him. But like he himself, I don't ever find myself really
2: attached to. Mm-hmm.
4: So yeah, I I get that. I I do love 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 the staff of your world building.
2: So uh huh. No, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Also,
1: if you guys haven't in the chat already, go ahead and give us your ranking of this arc. Yep. Um, we would got... love to hear.
2: It. Hera thinks Jedi Knight. Brian thinks Jedi Master. Those are the only two that we've got right now. Here it's kind of the same thinking of me uh, compared to other arcs. It's, just, it's not as interesting. Um, I agree to a point. Like the Dathomir stuff is always, I love world building. So I will take it.
1: Yeah, Dathomir is awesome. Yeah, Dathomir but, yeah. just alone as a planet is just so such a cool place to explore when it's just not even just because of the night sisters and the night brothers it's just like everything that it's surrounded by in the history of it it's just so cool
2: no yeah absolutely and ven gives it a jedi master um we're going to get into the welcome news welcome master gang yeah uh we're going to seat. we're going to get into star wars news OK, Hannah. So uh, if you if you haven't if you haven't known this about me, uh, I am a big Anakin Stan. So the first thing that we are going to talk about is well, it'll be. a it, it, Everybody that has watched the channel knows that I am like my num- my most anticipated thing of 2022 is Kenobi.
1: Yeah, it explains all of the uh, the armor that's around um, you. You have a rex, you have a rex hat, a rex sweatshirt, and then a stormtrooper frame well, behind you.
2: I, <laughs> Vader's right there. Vader's right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so there are rumors that a we're gonna get de-aged Hayden. So I want everybody's thoughts on that. And two, we might be getting a trailer next Wednesday. So thoughts.
3: I gotta say. And I'm sorry, but I, I don't know if I believe you about the trailer thing after the Super I, I, Bowl. I know,
2: I know. I thought <laughs> I, know. I was going to be right, I and know. I wasn't right. And I took the L. I was Hannah, a bozo. You you, aware, you, uh,
1: this guy right here it, yeah. was so certain that there would be a trailer <laughs> during Super Bowl Sunday, and I, he failed. He wow hard. <laughs>
4: well, <laughs> no, to be fair, like, it, it would have, It's yeah. it's a little surprising in retrospect that they didn't take that opportunity. And to me, that indicates that, like, they're saving it for something, and or like they just weren't ready yet. Like it was, you know, they're not done editing the thing, I guess. Yeah, they're
1: they're they're steadily preparing for the the revival of the Anakin and Obi Wan era. So, oh my
2: god! um yeah. But what are what are everybody's thoughts on the de aging of Hayden? Do we really need him to be a- de aged?
1: They- um. <sighs> We have like
2: th- three movies of them interacting. They they don't they don't well like in the fact that they, I don't think we need to DH. Well, them. they both look the like they did like uh, do a little makeup on Hayden. But like Ewan looks exactly the way he did in episode three.
1: Here's the thing they just need to work out. <laughs> I mean I've seen I've seen Ewan McGregor do his training. I haven't seen anything from Hayden, but like all they have to do is just get into shape and they'll be fine. That's oh, all yeah. they gotta do. I, I and, just they'll, and they'll play the parts fine. The only... We will suspend our disbelief and see them as what they were in 2002 and 2005, and we will just roll with it.
2: No, yeah. I just, I don't know. Liv.
3: I think, you know, if we're talking about for flashbacks, maybe not like de-aging, but like you said, some makeup, because like, I think part of the thing with Anakin is he's so young, and that's like part of the tragedy and part of his stupidness um, and part of his. Character at that time, so mm-hmm. kind of feels important, um, but not, but, not like the whole de aging
2: thing. And like the other thing is, is like the de aging, like people are instantly gonna be all like hater about it because, like, oh, they like I liked what they did with Luke. I feel like th- what they did in Book of Boba Fett with Luke Skywalker, like the technology is close, is starting to get better. It's just like, I I just don't. I, and here's the perfect this is the only flashback, and I agree with Aerith. The only flashback I would want is the campfire deleted scene from the unfinished arc of the Clone Wars, uh, where they're on Utapau and they and they're they find the crystal for the uh, uh, soon-to-be Death Star. Um, and it's just an emotional conversation between Obi-Wan and Anakin and about yeah. how... Uh, Ahsoka left the order. Yeah, how, how Ahsoka left the order. And it's... It's very down. It's very, very, very raw, and I feel like that would be a perfect Deborah Chow. Like she could lead Ewan in, in, and especially Hayden, because this is Hayden's chance to bounce that to bounce back in in prequel haters' eyes of him not being a good actor.
1: Yeah, he's going um, to return to the Mac. All of us. Like I don't
2: like I I I think this show has a lot of potential. And like I've got high hopes for it, but like if they do something that I I, I I am not expecting or I wasn't expecting, I'm not gonna hate it. That's the thing between.
1: And that's the thing, Luke. They're gonna do things that you're not gonna expect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know the show from and start what? to finish. You guess know what? what? I, mean?
2: I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna end up enjoying it. You yeah. know. Um. But uh, what are your guys's most anticipated shows coming up? I know Acolyte for 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 Hannah. Um, I, love, and,
4: I love that and, concept. I'm so excited to see what they do with it.
2: And the fact that, it's, and the fact that it's going to be in the the end of the High Republic. So uh, you've been keeping up with the High Republic, haven't you?
4: I have, to an extent. I haven't been reading the books, but I have been reading the comics.
2: Okay. okay. High Republic. No, yeah, the, the High Republic adventures. And well, they just finished phase one of the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like if you read the comics. Um, I feel like the books are a lot easier to connect with.
4: That's what I that's the intention. I was reading Light of the Jedi and I got about halfway into it and then I was like it's just not like clicking for me. I don't know. So then it was like, Yeah, I'll take a break. And then when the comics started coming out, it was like
2: okay. Because it gives you a visual. Cause I feel like if you if you have a visual, it gives you it, it connects just like we do with the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and yeah. the sequel trilogy books. Which is so
4: sad because it's like I wish that like I could just read something and have my imagination be stimulated. Um
2: I have in- that way. No, I'm I'm that way as well. But I I, I uh, at the time of the release of Light of the Jedi, they did have character posters and stuff. So I would I would pull that up whenever they would and I also had the audiobook. So I, I did I read I read it at the same time as I was listening to it. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel like I I can really maximize the uh, the um, knowledge part of it. But Acolyte is going to be interesting. I feel like that could be Plagueis' origin story or how he or if like if they wanted to do Plagueis they could have him train the main character and then ultimately she gets replaced by Palpatine.
4: I could see that. I would kind of like...
1: Like a Darth Zana-esque kind of character? I
4: uh... My thing with that, though, is that what I like about The High Republic is that there there can be storylines that, like, are entirely their own, that don't rely on anything we already know about, that, you know, they they stand alone. And the more that we squeeze characters that we already know into there, the more, like, that sort of starts taking over.
5: Mm -hmm. I don't want a
4: Palpatine origin story. I want the Acolyte, you know, like, I... Like, I don't know if I totally feel, like, awesome about them using it as, like, a, this is why this happened, remember, from fan Menace or something like that. So, you know, I I just, I like more...
2: Originality. Star
4: Wars stories. Yeah, I I liked Mando more before they started doing, like, all the cameos, that kind of thing. Like, I, I just like it when things are, like different, and like, oh, we haven't seen this angle of it yet, and maybe this can, like, be its own thing.
2: No, yeah, I get that. Liv, what are you looking forward to the most?
3: Definitely Kenobi. He's my favorite character, and I've been waiting for I feel like I can't say I've been waiting for the show forever, because I I don't consider myself being a fan for that long. Well, <laughs> people,
2: at the, but... well, at the beginning, it was originally supposed to be a movie. Yeah. So when Disney bought Luke, Lucasfilm, it, this was supposed to be a movie. Same with uh, Boba Fett. So, I mean, this has been in talks since they bought the company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to finally see Hayden. I remember years ago
1: saying, that Boba Fett movie that would be coming out in 2018. I'm like, "Ah." yeah,
2: No, yeah. And, like, obviously, Char got his. And... uh, you you weren't as much as a menace that I as I thought you were gonna be, but I am just gonna be when that trailer drops. Well, I am gonna people might as well just stay off of TikTok. because I will be making the like reason eight or nine why I wasn't a
1: menace is because I was trying to contain myself. I was trying to let the story flow. Was, oh, I'm not to act like a goon. I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm not. Um, not at all. And like I don't know. There was like points where I was just like really into it, and I wasn't just like ah, like I wasn't like watching like Boba getting um becoming part of the tuscan tribe is going ah no like i was yeah. actually i was really into it in a way that i was like focused and... I, feel,
2: I feel like i'll be the same for kenobi it'll just be a little bit more a little bit more amped up
1: well i know yeah because we all know the dynamic between obi-wan and anakin if we, we probably will be getting flashbacks of the Clone yeah we'll Wars. be getting flashbacks so you'll probably be like punching your screen if like, I'll be like something you'll probably you'll probably like like, I'll have it. your dog in the air, just like yes, 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 yes.
2: yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but uh, um, John Watts is rumored to uh be directing the High Republic show. Thoughts on that? I I think it's a really good move, especially with what he did with Spider Man. Um, uh, thoughts on that?
4: Uh, don't kill me. Which Spider Man did he direct?
2: Uh. So- he's done he did the MCU Spider-Man's
4: so all of them. okay, yeah,-
2: mm-hmm. that's
4: i I feel like I can't like like that's good because I like those movies, but um like I, I don't know, like I, I just don't have a sense of like what the show's going to be yet enough mm-hmm. to see like whether that's a good fit.
2: Well, I mean we did we didn't really know if that was going to be a show until I think last month, uh, they revealed it that it that it was happening. so I mean, again, we're going to get that original story. I don't think we're going to be seeing a whole lot of uh, people that we've seen before. But I mean, reading the books is definitely going to help uh, later down the line with Acolyte and obviously this next show. Um, uh, But Liv, thoughts on that?
3: Uh, I'm not really sure yet. I haven't read a lot of The High Republic yet. Um, I I mean, I like the vibe of the Spider-Man movies. um, And I think it could be very interesting to see what they do with... um, Star Wars.
2: No, yeah, absolutely. But it's just a rumor, so yeah, it is a no, rumor. Don't take it to just heart, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't take it to heart. We but would it's... love a
1: High Republic show or a
2: movie. Well, but... no, the High Republic show
1: is happening. Like that's
2: that's for okay. sure. But like but... John Watts being connected is is a rumor.
1: But hey, you have to like think about like the art form with the director and the movie itself. And the like, writer, do they do they do they match well right in the show? We'll like see. would would they mesh well together? Because because I know he's directed some horror movies, and yeah. he's um, directed the MCU Spider Man trilogy, and it's like you have to just wait and see. Like oh no, yeah, absolutely. If because I know this show won't be happening anytime soon, probably within the, the next two years or so. But
2: it starts filming in June.
1: Yeah, we know so that probably, probably, and, and Ahsoka maybe...
2: starts in March, and Acolyte starts in May. That probably, is... maybe probably the, is... the end of
1: next year. Oh, maybe.
2: Oh, yeah, they start. They start later this this month. For a probably
1: the show will probably air at the end of next year for um for the higher public show. If that's a thing, yeah, if
2: that's probably, a thing. probably. Um, and then uh, Ian McDermott did a uh interview saying that there's a possibility Palpatine might show up again. Somehow Palpatine returned? Uh, did we say that?
5: Whoa!
2: <laughs> dyad moment, triad moment. Is that how that works? Um, Anna,
1: I want you to join me.
2: uh so thoughts on palpatine returning i feel like palpatine is going to return in kenobi i think he'll be
1: returning everywhere
2: i i i just feel like that's the best spot for him thoughts
1: oh 100 percent. i think we even see that in the little um the little sneak peek from disney plus yes when vader is uh, on his castle and he sees a little hologram (laughs) i made speculations that was maybe it was padme wearing her cloak but it's most likely going to be palpatine um but Ian McDermott is highly likely to be in the show, and I really think that Liam Neeson is also has a big chance of being in the show too. Yeah, um, a little bit of. Well, that's just me. But Ian McDermott, um, I've met the man. Um, I have to say he's extremely he's an extremely nice dude. There you go. And and I'm excited for him to be in any Star Wars project for as long as he lives. So Not he yet. is. I'm excited. And what if we even get Ray Park? Because I met the man, too, and I feel like that he'd be a good addition to the show. He's not. No. D- D- Maul's dead at that
2: point. No, I he's think. not. 10 Kenobi... years? Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. Maul dies in BBY. Maul ain't coming into the show. You don't Maul have Dyson. Maul and Vader. Unless you have Maul Vader. Oh, that would be insane. Maul, Vader, and Kenobi. <laughs> All right everything about that Luke huh I'm sorry (laughs) Hannah your thoughts live your thoughts that's enough
4: slices no too many (laughs) (laughs) I. um
2: but thoughts I I don't want
4: to I don't want them to like overpower um what has already been made so beautifully in Rebels um everyone was like clamoring like I want to see Obi-Wan versus Maul I want to see Obi-Wan versus Maul it's like that exists, like. But I want know.
1: I want I want Maul to yell Kenobi in live action.
4: Like, <laughs> what? just just watch Rebels. You're not above watching a children's show just because it was on Disney Channel doesn't mean it's bad. Damn. Yeah. Like you know,
1: yeah, I'm, Rebels is my favorite show. Rebels is my amazing. favorite show. Yeah. And it's like you can't just doubt it because it's. It's like it's on it's, Disney it's,
4: it's, XD, so that's the cool kid Disney anyway.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah yeah absolutely live your thoughts on palpatine
3: i okay so i think he's cool i i would love to see him a bit in the show but i'm a little tired of him being the big bad in everything
2: okay i kind um, of agree i think vader
1: <laughs> I, think, I think vader should be the big bad of, of- yeah Marvel. i want him i think to he be- will be well, there's gonna be a lot of big bads. There's just gonna be Inquisitors. There's gonna be yep. Vader. There's gonna be Stormtroopers. The Empire. Stormtroopers that can't aim. There's but gonna I mean, be a lot of people. But I mean,
2: when I mean big bad, I mean the main the antagonist, antagonist. I'm talking like android. Pond
1: Krell bad, you know?
2: We know Vader's better than Pond Krell. But, anyways, fuck Pond, <laughs> fuck Pond Krell. Anyway. Hey, uh, wait till season four. We're almost done with season four. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, everybody, that's gonna be it for the episode. Um, thank you for our guests and everybody in the chat that came and hung out with us. And uh, also,
1: um, if you'd like to shout out, um, if you, you want to go ahead and shout out where everyone can find you in the chat, um, I, we would re- re- really appreciate that. We'll start with Liv.
3: Um, I'm at Kyber Crystal Designs on Instagram and TikTok. I do a lot of fun uh, art Star Wars content.
2: Yes. Yes, she does. She makes awesome, like, bookmarks that I have. I'm using your Ahsoka one as, as a bookmark, actually. Oh, yay yep so she sent sent us that after her first appearance so um if you're ever looking for art um we've got a lot of good art like we know a lot of artists yeah uh and it's awesome yeah it's amazing um hannah thank you it's again hello for i'm on.
4: uh i'm at discount boca tan on uh tiktok and now instagram also i'm in the process of uh Loading in my TikToks there, you know. For there you go. Security, because you never know what's gonna happen anymore. They can just take <laughs> your account now, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, we make a lot of a lot of fun commentary and comedy and things like that. On lots
1: TikTok. of fun and games.
4: Fun and games. We like to have fun here.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, Char. Where can the good people find you? I love how you said "good people." Good people. Yeah. You can find me on TikTok at Char Char J as. Listed right here, and you can find me here every Thursday night at the Pod One's Podcast, covering our Clone Wars rewatch.
2: And you can follow me at the Pod One's <coughs> Podcast on TikTok, Pod One's Pod on Instagram, and at Pod One, the no at Pod One's Podcast on Twitter. Um, and
1: let me preface: so next week, guys, next Thursday at March 10th, we will be covering the Mortis arc. And yes. after that, we have two more, and then we are finished with season three of Clone Wars. Yes. So stay tuned for that and also if you haven't liked or subscribed uh, go ahead and leave a like on this video and subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of the future broadcasts. Bam. Love it.
2: That's going to be your thing from now on. Um, uh, but that's going to be it uh, for Light and
1: for Life. And may the force be with you always. Always. See you guys.
6: Right now at Safeway, get your skin winter ready with big savings on all your favorite skincare products. Shop for deals on items like Gillette Mach 3 razors, Gillette Labs razors and blades, Venus razors and blades, and native shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. Plus, shop the buy two, get one free baking event and save on items like selected varieties of handy foil and good cook pans. Offer expires December 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for full offer details.